0: south florida the brian mud show starts right now. Now. now news radio 610 wiod
1: there's a big distinction between the
0: strength and the effectiveness of law enforcement versus brian who's probably deteriorating the stress the anxiety possibly the fear begins to take its toll, and his ability to make good decisions, his ability to form good judgments, that begins to deteriorate. That a former FBI profile talking about Brian Laundrie. But, I mean, who the heck knows? You know, And as I mentioned last hour, my takeaways, definitely questions about some of the decisions that were made in the early going, starting with law enforcement appearing to take Brian Laundrie's parents at face value. Over under. I'm Brian, being in that swamp. I think it's a big game of misdirection. But anyway, save that for another time because right now we have our CFO, our state's chief fire marshal, and a member of the Good Human Club, Jimmy Petronas. Jimmy, how you doing? Hey, brother. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. It's a Friday. It's beautiful, and if nothing else is going on, and uh, we're we're in the beautiful state of Florida, we got a lot lot to feel good about.
1: Well, I tell you, i listened to you just now and I'm with you. I think it's a big game of misdirection. You know, uh, that mama and daddy are going to do everything they can to protect their son at whatever cost of putting their lives on the line and, and risking their, uh, you know, you know, decisions that they make that maybe not in the best interest of, of getting to the bottom of this. And, um, yeah, I, and I saw where there was even a game camera that caught somebody. With his likeness up in northwest Florida. So it's going to be probably a pretty crazy manhunt.
0: Yeah, it certainly seems that way. Now, Jimmy, speaking of uh, hunts of sorts, I mean, you got one that's pretty darn good. <laughs> it's the Florida Treasure Hunt. So you can always go and, and see you got any reclaimed property with Florida Treasure Hunt. But you also have something, speaking of unclaimed property, you've got another auction that's going to be taking place in West Palm Beach tomorrow. Tell us what goes on here.
1: Yeah, you can go in you can go in and register. Today's the preview day. You can register today for tomorrow. They'll take cash, most debit cards, cashier checks, no credit cards. But what you've got is these are the items at the left safety deposit boxes. So we have a vault in Tallahassee. Uh that vault is limited in size. It's a first in, first out. So whenever somebody has a safety deposit box that Maybe they're deceased. Maybe they forgot about it. Maybe, uh, they have moved away and they have stopped payment on it. Those contents ultimately will end up in the state of Florida. And we have got some one of a kind jewelry, baseball cards, watches, rare coins. I mean, this is, this is truly, these are the unclaimed property options you've heard about on TV, but this is actually the real one that the state of Florida is sponsoring. <clears throat>
0: All right, that's pretty cool. And so, yeah, as Jimmy mentioned, go ahead and get yourself uh, registered, and this will be taking place in West Palm Beach tomorrow. Hey, I, w- I want to get your thoughts about some things. Um, my level of frustration on a number of, of issues is running really high. I mean, I, I'm i here in, in the land of, of lawless school districts where, you know, we, we have the the Broward, the Miami-Dade, the Palm Beach County school districts that still defy state law over mass policy, which, even aside from the mass, drives me back crap crazy, because if they defy law with that, why are we necessarily trusting that they're going to adhere to the law on things like, I don't know, the school's curriculum, for example. So I have those sure. concerns. But then I also see this immediate and, I believe, underhanded effort by the school districts and by many politicos across our state, to impugn our state's new surgeon general. I wanted to get your thoughts on that.
1: You know, um, I think Governor DeSantis is leading like he always has. You know, it's not, it's not easy leading. It's not easy making tough decisions. But, you know, I think the governor, you know, really believes in, in somebody's academic strengths. Uh, the new Surgeon General is incredibly qualified, whether it be as a researcher at UCLA or a graduate of Harvard Medical School, so, I mean, you know, people want to come out and just try to hate on, you know, America's, you know, you know boldest governor. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, they see him as a threat to, you know, future election cycles, and they want to do anything and everything they can to discredit him. And, it, and it's a shame. Uh, but you know what? He's, he's covered in Teflon, and I appreciate how tough he is. Well, and that's
0: what I wanted to, to ask you. Is I imagine to a certain extent he he knew what he was getting into. Now he's really in the frying pan, and and he has become, you know, the the target of of so many. And and before he even was was given a chance, as we're talking about for his new surgeon general, Doctor Joseph Lattipo. Uh But you, I mean, from what you understand, he's he's going to stand strong and and is is down
1: for this cause. Yeah, you know, look that's just. One thing I'll say about Governor DeSantis is when you walk into his office, it's, it's a working office. His office, he usually has stacks of papers. He does a, about 99% of all of his own research and due diligence. The, you know, the governor is incredibly intelligent. He does his homework in order to make the decisions that he makes. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, based on his own due diligence, you know, sometimes he knows the facts uh the media will spin it in ways that will try to discredit him, but you know, at the end of the day, he's persevered and um Florida's lucky to have him. And I, I look I, I think I think the decision he's made with the Surgeon General right now is is the right one and uh I appreciate that uh that you know this this uh this doctor uh, Joseph Ladopoe is willing to step up and lead.
0: Amen. All right now you uh, you gotten got kind of feisty recently talking about vaccine mandates, and you had a real passionate—I say speech, but I mean—you you really, I, I think, articulated the concerns about vaccine mandates. Well, go ahead and, and give uh, give us a little sample for people I might have missed it.
1: Well, you know, I, I'm vaccinated. I don't have a problem with, with getting vaccinated, but you know, I'll be damned if I'm going to mandate they have to be vaccinated. So I think the governor has, 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 you know, just led by making vaccines available in every corner of the state. You know, President Trump led getting the vaccines developed in record time. And those that are comfortable with it, great, get your vaccine. Those that aren't, go talk to your doctor, get your questions answered. But then the governor came back, and, you know, and he has fought the White House in making sure that we've got Regeneron treatments here for those that, you know, have contracted COVID, and need to be caught so it's a it's a hospital diversion. So, you know, uh, you know, I love how, you know, the, the governor has made this part of, I'm going to give you an option for preventative care, but then you know what? Just because maybe you didn't get the vaccine, but now you've got COVID, I'm going to still be there to catch you with a treatment that hopefully saves your life. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I appreciate what he's done to try to cover every element of this disease.
0: And uh, to your point, I mean, we know recently the Biden administration stepped in and said, well, no, you, we're not going to allow the state to directly contract with Regeneron anymore. No, we're, we're going to go ahead and, and handle everything. And, and so we're going to limit what afforder receives, cutting our number of monoclonal antibody treatments by about half. So it was last week the Governor DeSantis said, Hey, I'm, I'm engaging GlaxoSmithKline because they're developing mm-hmm. a new monoclonal antibody treatment. And just yesterday announced that we're actually going to be getting those to help augment what's being lost by the federal government cutting off some of those Regeneron supplies so we are starting out with 3000 Glaxo treatments that are on their way to Florida and those are going to be administered at the existing sites for monoclonal antibody treatments uh so you know that, to your point even when you got the Biden administration stepping in the way he's figuring out workarounds to try to keep uh try to keep everything going and uh, on the note of firefighters in particular. So, mm-hmm. you, know, you you delivered your your address on vaccine mandates as part of the presser with the 200 uh, firefighters in in Gainesville that are suing the city. The state getting behind that lawsuit. I thought it was important what you just mentioned. You're vaccinated. Most of those firefighters are vaccinated too. It was more about the principle of the vaccine mandate than it was necessarily their personal opinion. What do we stand to risk if, from a first res- a responder standpoint if these vaccine mandates were to go through and if they were
1: allowed to stand? So one, yeah, a lot of our first responders are vaccinated. You also have a lot of our first responders that they don't have a choice. Nine one one calls. It's not like they're going to screen somebody. Says, oh, do you have COVID? Oh, well, then you know what. Uh, we we can't, you're going to have to come to us or you're going to, have to go to some other type of treatment solution. Our first responders answer the call no matter what. Okay, so so you've got, you know, those that have been vaccinated, you've got those that have already had COVID, but now you're going to come back and you're going to have some bureaucrat with a panel up in Washington try to determine who needs to be vaccinated or not. You know they're deliber- deliberating over the boosters. And look, God love the pharmaceutical companies. I'm so glad they've got the technology to bring this online. But, but you know it's 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 comical watching the pharmaceutical companies try to outdo each other with whose is more effective because of trying to, to solve market share because they've got something right now that's a hot item that that people you know are looking for. And especially you know you think about how vulnerable our seniors are going to be. But um, you know they're they're wanting to live in a safe environment. You know, the governor's led about getting the seniors vaccinated, but with our first responders, here's what's got me concerned. They're already been stressed to the limits. There's been tremendous burnout. We've seen huge amounts of burnout with our frontline healthcare employees, uh, because, because COVID has been a real, uh, a, a real challenge for everybody at all levels of the first responders, those people that can't, you know, walk away from this because their job depends on them saving others lives. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean everybody needs a little bit of a breather, uh, but unfortunately, the, the the virus hasn't given us uh, a chance to catch up breath
0: Our say CFO and chief fire marshal as well, Jimmy Petronas, Always good talking with you. Be well. Thanks, brother. Take care. Yeah, you too. All right, we'll be back with Natalie and trending story here on the Brian Mud Show. News ready to go six ten WIOA.